Hello and welcome to the Bold Believer Podcast, a podcast focusing on apologetics and faith-based questions and answers, diving deep into the historical evidence for the Christian faith, truths founded in Scripture, and how it plays out in the world we live in today. And now, here is your host, Josh Snyder. All righty, welcome back to the Bold Believer Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Snyder, and with me in the studio today, I've got one of the, the normal characters that you see up in here. Isaac Danford. And uh, also a new face, one of my uh, uh, good friends. I've known him for years, and he's also now my pastor. Uh, Kenny Marr. Kenny Marr. Yes. From Greensboro, Georgia. Actually, he's not from Greensboro, Georgia, no. but that's, that's a long story. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, we're excited to get into today's topic, uh, the topic of which is where there is no vision or where did our vision go this might be a question that you look to yourself as we start another year especially if you listen to this when the when the episode was was released when we go to start a new year quite often many of us take the time to reminisce and even regret and getting anxiety and look back over the the year that just transpired and and if you're like me there's a lot of goals and aspirations and resolutions that maybe didn't come to complete fruition. And uh, so, so what do we do? What are, what are we supposed to do? I've heard some people come back and prescribe that you just don't need to set resolutions at all. You just need to go out and do your best. And I'm the kind of guy, and I believe that scripture is fairly clear about having uh, a vision or setting goals or following in what you believe God's will is for your life. And, and there's nothing wrong with stepping back at the start of another year, another 365 days that God has given us to live, Lord willing, and, and renewing and resolving to do some things that you may have let go by the wayside. Before we get into some of the, the topic and some of the meat of this issue and discuss a few things and get some Bible verses out to you that hopefully will be of some help, I've got one of the most important parts of this, and that's the uh, bold, bold joke, joke of the of day. day. All right? It's so bold that it'll have your eyes rolling. Let me just ask you this question, Brother Mar. What did the grape do when he got stepped on? Mm, I, I don't know. Uh, he let out a little wine. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're, d- we're right. done here. We're, we're done. <laughs> yeah. uh, now that that's out of the way. Ooh. <laughs> Um, let's let's let me let's start off with uh, let's start off with a verse. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen was a primary verse that I'd like to pull from today. And if I can have Brother Mar read that verse uh, for us, it says, uh, "Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he." Mm. Mm, what a so, great verse! So much there. Um, just at first glance, and there's going to be there'll be a lot, and I'll, I'll hand this off to these other guys here as we go along. At first glance, we understand and we see at least in that verse, and there's probably many other verses that we're not going to get into, that God desires us to have vision. What does that mean? Well, vision can mean a few different things. We look over in, in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, and we see times where there were literal or physical, what we would call visions, given by God to his people. And those visions foretold things to come, foretold uh, thoughts of God to, the, to his people so that they might understand his will more clearly and concisely for the coming times. But here today, we don't, we don't necessarily have very many physical visions, at least I haven't. But we use vision in, an, in another way, and I believe it is still a biblical way to use vision, and that is uh, dream or, or uh, God-given goals. And so every year, I think each of us should step back and look to that year, the time to come, and 
say, Lord willing, I want to accomplish this, or Lord willing, I want to do this, or God, what would you have me do this year? And so often we let those things fall by the wayside, and it is a good time to snap back and get those things renewed and resolved at the beginning of another year. There's a little bit of a framework I'd like us to discuss here as we go along. And uh, so I guess one of the first points that we see from this verse and, and what I'd like to talk about is we need to have a vision. We need to have a vision. And Brother Mar, God has given you many, many visions, many goals, many dreams, and you've seen a lot of those things come to pass over uh, the last handful of years. Can you think of one or two instances where you miraculously saw God working and you trusted him for that? And you worked that out, and you, you set that vision and made that vision a reality in your life. Well, uh, the uh, church, actually, that we worship in every Sunday now is, uh, was birthed out of a, a vision and a burden that God gave me. And uh, we, we could say definitely God has shown himself mighty. Uh, the church where we worship every Sunday is, is lo- it's actually an old bar. Hmm. Uh, we... <laughs> We uh, were in evangelism strong, riding up down the roads, preaching the gospel, still do that. But I uh, was coming home one day and saw a sign that said a building for sale. And God had been burdening me about uh, starting a church in the area. So I fasted and prayed and sought the Lord. And he said to do it between Bethel and Ai. Mm-hmm. And I know that that doesn't mean a lot to the listeners. But between Bethel and Ai, for me was significant because there was a church seven miles outside of town called Bethel Baptist. Mm. And then I got out my phone and Google, you can Google anything, you know that, Isaac. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and I so I Googled AI, is, is there AI near me? And just so happened there was a community about 20 minutes the other direction called AI. And in, <laughs> in, my, in my seeking the Lord about his direction, he had spoke to my heart. I just wanted to confirm that that's what God wanted. And so if we're talking about a vision, a lot of times God may drop something in your heart. Yeah. But it is always the right thing to do to seek the Lord, to be sure that it's just not, uh, uh, you know, a bad sandwich you had the night yeah. before. Put out the fleece a little like bit. That. Yeah. And seek the Lord. And so in my fasting and seeking the Lord and praying, God gave me a passage of scripture and said, I want you to plant the church between Bethel and Ai. Mm. So it's ironic that when I was coming home that day, I saw a sign that said for sale. And so by faith, I stepped out, met with the owners. And here we are now five plus years down the road. And we saw God fulfill that vision. There's a lot to that. I could, I could say, but, uh, the Bible does say where there's no vision, the people perish. And since we've stepped out in that vision and, and stepped out in faith, we have seen over 300 people baptized in five years, which is a good indication that God has put his mark and his hand on what we're doing. Amen. Amen. That's, I mean, what vision? Like God, and understand that this this isn't something that, that's just excluded to, to Kenny Marr or Josh Snyder or no. Isaac Danford. God desires to work and to move and to do miraculous things. And even the mundane things in life that we overthink or overlook, God desires to work in those things. And uh, I believe each of us, he has a vision for us. And that, that kind of brings me to my next thought. Our vision needs to be aligned with God's vision for us. Otherwise, it will come to naught. And, and if we make something of ourselves in our own vision and in our own capacity, so to speak, we're going to get to the end of life and realize it was... For nothing, and there won't be a reward in heaven because it was not what we were supposed to be doing. We were walking in our own flesh. Yes. 
The Lord said, take my yoke and learn of me, for my yoke is easy, easy and yeah. my burden is light. Yeah. And a lot of times when you feel like God's called you to do something, if it's so difficult that you can't see it coming to pass, it may not be the Lord's yoke. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that always what God asks you to do is going to be easy. Sure. He's going to... He's going to ask you to trust him. Yeah. He's going to ask you to believe in faith. Yeah. And sometimes it's going to require you to go through some times of testing mm-hmm. and some times of going back to what God originally told you and say, God, you spoke to me. I'm standing on this. There's been a many a day I've had to do that with the church in five and a half years is to go back and say, Lord, you told me to do this, to plant this church or start this church. And right now I'm going through some valleys and some difficulties and some sorrows and some disappointments and some trials. But, Lord, I'm standing on what you originally told me, and it gives me that courage to keep fulfilling the vision that God originally gave to me. Amen. One of the things that comes to mind really briefly, and we'll keep, we're going we're gonna to come to a verse here if Isaac wants to prepare uh, Jeremiah 29:11. You got it? All right, cool beans. Um, is uh, my wife and I are, are down down here down south now, uh, based on what we are wholeheartedly believing is was a vision from God, um, God leading in ironically uh, bro- some of Brother Kenny Mars teaching and preaching uh, initially to speak some things into our life that that we would have not heard or done otherwise. And uh, long story short, after putting out the fleece a little bit, after trying the spirits, after uh, checking out the area down here where where we're at now in Georgia, we we wholeheartedly believe that it was. God's timing and God's will that we should be here. And that's not to say that it's any, been anywhere near easy. But at the end of, of every day, we look back and all of our, our bills so far, thus far, have been paid. And sometimes in the last few weeks, last couple of months since we've been here, there's been some close calls, so to speak, that God has come through in some miraculous ways. And I, I just think in particularly of a of a, of a, of a dear uh, ch- church family in, in the area who has come through and, and felt led to give us some some uh, monetary help and they did not know that we were in need that day of some monetary help and God will do that if you're in his will and you're in his vision and you're working things out even if it's not the easiest thing to do God will open the doors that he sees fit to open yes. and close the doors that he absolutely. sees fit to close absolutely Isaac I think this verse in Jeremiah chapter 29 ties this thought together really well that God has a desire for us and a purpose and a plan for us Jeremiah's expressed that very clearly here in Jeremiah 29:11 um, it says for I know the thoughts that I think towards you saith the Lord thoughts of peace not of evil to give you an expected end mm. in 12 it says then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart Mm. So, Brother Mark, can you expound upon that a little bit? Search for me with all your heart. What, what, do you, what comes to mind when you think of that verse in Jeremiah's uh, prophecy into our lives? Well, th- that passage of Scripture is always a comforting passage of Scripture. And, of course, in Jeremiah's day, Jeremiah was going through some real rough times. And so yeah. <laughs> it was good to hear God tell him, I know the plans I have toward you, yep. thoughts of peace and not of evil. To bring you to an expected end. As a matter of fact, Jeremiah, they believed, uh, was that prophet that probably only saw a couple of converts in his entire ministry. So if anybody's vision could have waned, it could have been Jeremiah. Yeah. But then God reminded him, Jeremiah, no matter what you're going through, I know the plans that I have toward you. And so mm-hmm. everyone listening needs to understand that God has a perfect plan for your life. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, and he's going to actually direct you by telling you and giving you a vision. He's going to speak to you and say, hey, this is what I want for your life. And you've got to be able to, by faith, believe what he said. God's got a plan for every one of you. So to say that uh, you're asking me what would I, my first thoughts be of that is, is thoughts of encouragement, man. Yeah. Because God's Trust, for us. Trust in that and we, need, we need to understand that God is not some uh, killjoy sitting up in heaven in a rocking chair waiting to slap us when we get out of line. Mm. He's actually rooting for us to make it. And uh, he, he drops in our paths as you said a little while ago, uh, little incentives along the way to say, I'm with you. Mm. Uh, Josh, here's some money for you and your family at the time you needed it the most. Uh, Josh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open a door for you to go sing this weekend, or I'm going to give you a new opportunity. Just to remind you that he has plans for us, mm. and that, that his plans are perfect, and they're, they're not of evil. Mm. They're thoughts of peace. God's thinking good. Let me, let me put it like this. I had a professor in Bible college tell us one time, he said, he said, God loves you so much that if he had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. Amen. And so, uh, you know, you need to be reminded today that God loves you so much that if he had a refrigerator in heaven, I believe that your picture would be the center focus of it. I believe that's what that verse is telling us. Amen. So often we, we can get tied up in the mundane of life. I mean, I, I say this because it's something that I constantly struggle with. When I, and when I say mundane, I mean the things that we... we look to and we naturally think this is just this is just the grind this is just uh the sweat the the tears the blood of of this life and i'm just gonna have to go through it so to speak and we miss out on on the steps and the process that god uses to work his visions out in our lives or or we totally avoid them altogether and uh god has a vision for us and if we can't get tapped into that vision not not just at the beginning of the new year but every single day we are called to do one thing, and I believe it's very commonly put out in Scripture, and I'm going to read through some of those Scriptures, and we'll have Isaac read some here in a second as well. There's a common theme to what God would have us do to reinstate those visions and those goals when they fall to the wayside. And it doesn't mean that we have to wait until a new year, because so often we can let things go, so to speak, and miss out on direction, on blessing, clarity, gifts that God would have for us if we were walking in the precepts that he set out for us and renewing that. We're going to talk a little bit about renewal here in just a minute. For whoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself Mm. or be cast away? That's good. Like, uh, it's... To deny yourself, like denying what you would do because of us being in the flesh. Let go of what we would do and, and, and ask God, you know, God, speak to me. Fill me, yeah. Fill me yeah. And, and show me with your direction, with scripture or with a vision. There's a, there's a paradox to Christianity. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. Uh, if you lose if you try to gain this world and save your life, you're going to lose it. If you tr- lose your life for my sake, you're going to find it. There's such a, a paradox. We don't have time to go into the, all of the little things that God, we would see as oxymoronic, things that are totally opposite of each other. God says, I'm going to use that. I'm going to make the least the greatest. I'm going to use the basest and, and, and elevate it to being uh, the greatest in the kingdom. I'm going to take what we would see as 
the most mundane or the most uh, minute or the things that are insignificant in your life and elevate it up, I'm going to make take your humility and give you position. I'm going to take your, you know, fill in the blank. There's so much that God uses and works that just doesn't jive with our everyday fleshly brain that we try to understand. And sometimes we get caught up in working that nine to five. We get caught up in doing the grind and trying to chase the money and trying to chase the things that, that would excel our position in this life. And we will lose our soul or lose our vision or lose what God would have for us. And so this year, I want to challenge you, and we'll come back to this challenge here as we close here in just a few. I want to challenge you to look back and reflect and learn. Don't live this year looking back and regretting, but learn from the things that you did not do or you did not accomplish or the things that you did accomplish but could have done better over the last year, over this last season or wherever you're at or wherever God has you. Look back and reflect. Use that reflection to, to learn from it and then move on. There is a reason why the rearview mirror is smaller than the windshield. We were called to live in the present. We're called to have vision for the future and not live in That's the past. Good. That's very good, yes. So the, the final point I want us to kick on here, and we've got a lot of verses that will come along with this point. So if you had a Bible uh, handy, open it up and follow along or mark these verses down. But the final point that I, I believe we see in, in the verse that we started off in Proverbs 29 is that true fulfillment comes when we see the fruit of our God-given visions come to pass. True fulfillment in this life comes when we see God working actively in our lives. And all three of us here, the, the believers behind this microphone, can attest that we, we will eat that up all day long. God moving and working in our lives actively, and it is being visible, and we feel the hand of God. We feel the power of God. We feel that actively at work in our lives, and that is the bread and butter of this life. When we trust in that process, when we're trusting in God's plan, and we see that unfolding in our lives. Uh, Romans 8.28, one of the verses that's probably most misquoted. You probably know it by heart. Can you quote that for me real quick and some quick thoughts on that? Yeah, Romans 8.28, we know that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And that's the key to that verse right there, yes, according sir. to his purpose. His purpose is, uh, is not always what we want. Mm. And so when we say all things work together for good, God's got a purpose for our lives. And when we're going through sometimes difficulties and trials and, and circumstances that don't make sense, and we think, well, we're, we thought we were doing the will of God. We thought we were on the right path. We thought God <laughs> may be using the circumstances to get us to his purpose who are the called according to his purpose. And so your troubles may not necessarily be a bad thing. Uh, yeah. The fact that your vision didn't come to pass on your time frame not, might not be a bad thing. It may be that God has allowed some turbulence and some interference along the way. But know this, God's going to be sure that you safely land in the purpose of God. Mm. Uh, that's what I believe that verse is telling us. And, of course, Romans 8 is a great passage to the believer to give us strength and encouragement uh, and comfort. And uh, he's picked some good verses out for that tonight. Huh. When God gives you a vision and you know it is of God, you understand that this is something that God would have us do for in this life, whatever it might be, whether it be a ministry, whether it be a, a decision of who you're going to marry, whether it be fill in the blank. There are, you could from the, from the smallest to the biggest things in this life, God, if he gives us a vision or gives us 
a dream or a goal or something that we know is of him or even as clearly as him saying to the disciples, let us pass over to the other side. If we are in the will of God and there is trial and there is turbulence and there is storm, understand that we're going to make it to the other side. Yes. And, and as long as we are trusting in that process and in that plan, all things will work together for the good. Well, even Joseph is a good example in the oh, Old Testament. Amen. I mean, what a, what a prime example of that. Uh, here he had a dream, vision, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he shared that dream. And when he did, of course, there was jealousy and envy. And in the midst of all of that, we find that Joseph found himself in a pit, and he found himself in Potiphar's house. Mm. He found himself in a prison, and then he found himself elevated to Pharaoh's second charge on the throne. You look at his story, and you say, my, his vision, his dream, mm. was that, that was horrible. Yeah, hey, God was in that, God was in that. <laughs> but God took all of the problems, all of the circumstances, and he had a purpose in them. We know Joseph went through temptation as well and was victorious and, and ran in the midst of temptation yeah. from it and was victorious over it. And, of course, he's also a type picture in the Old Testament of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And uh, so, Amen. but anyway. It's, it's really funny that you, you said that because before this even started, I was letting Josh know that while I was working, one of the things that came across my head about where there's no vision, men will perish, was the story of Joseph. Mm -hmm. And more specifically, the interpretation of those visions that God gave Pharaoh from Joseph. One, if Joseph wouldn't have gone through that and that perfect plan that he had for him, and he wouldn't have been in that right moment and been able to, you know, interpret with God's dreams, grace yeah. and God's mercy, interpret those dreams, mm -hmm. the men would have perished. Yeah. That, that perfect plan, that perfect will of God was epic. It, Even though it was trialed and God's perfect plan showed through that. And Joseph was called according to his purpose. And th that's but, what I was thinking about. You know, and you think about Joseph. Whenever Joseph's brother showed up, mm. and uh, the Bible says that he wept. I believe that he was weeping because he was saying to God, God, I'm finally seeing the vision come to pass <laughs> yeah you know uh, the, the and and there's a, there's a time of rejoicing and if you'll hang in there that's what i want to tell you that's where i'm going with this if you'll just hang in there and don't quit what god put in your heart don't let the voices squelch out the voice of god that has told you you're going to make it mm. and uh just just hold on to your vision even though you've not seen it come to pass in 2021 uh, pick that vision back up and ride on with it in Amen. 2022. Amen. Well, how can we achieve our vision? We have this vision. We know it's of God. We've tried it. We've laid out the fleece, spiritually speaking. We've, we, we desire to be in God's will, and God is leading. We're, we're in that position. We know we're supposed to be here. How can we achieve that? And, again, it's, this isn't, there's no canned answer to the timing, and we, we should understand mm -hmm. that. We need to understand that God's timing is not necessarily our timing. Uh, I got to remind myself that constantly when it comes to things that I would have a desire to do more full time, so to speak, and the timing is just not there. And I, I, I know it's not there just yet, but, but in the process, I'm learning and growing. And in the process, we are, are learning and growing in whatever God would have us in whatever place in our life. So, uh, but there's an answer that I believe we find all through Scripture when it comes to fulfilling and walking out and working out God's vision wherever you're at 
at any time in life. Romans 12.2 states, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We can mm-hmm. prove, we can know, we can understand God's will when we allow that will, that dream, that vision to be renewed and bring it into renewal often. That isn't necessarily a yearly thing. That should be a daily thing. That should be a moment-by-moment thing, depending on what the vision is and and how often and easily we forget what God would have for us. One of the other verses that comes to mind along the same idea, and there's a similar word here, I want to see if you can find it, is Psalms 51.10. You read that, Isaac? Um, It says in Psalms 51.10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Uh, this is, if I'm not mistaken, this is uh, Nathan going unto David right after Bathsheba. Psalm 51 is David's repentance after he'd been confronted. Yeah, after he'd been confronted by Nathan the prophet, he sure. was asking God to create in him a new heart, clean him. What's the word there that's key? What's one of the words that we saw in the other verse? And renew yeah. a right spirit within me. So yeah. if, if, if you feel like you've done wrong and you feel like you can't get back on track with God's plan, that is that's not a starting the case place, right? at all. Yeah. That's a starting point is asking for forgiveness, asking for that new right spirit. Renew, renew, a renewing may, of your spirit. You may, you know, you may have the spirit of God indwelling you, but you need some rekindling. You need some revival. There's some re's that you got to put on the beginning of those words. Renew in me your ways, God. And if you haven't, you just need to ask Him to come into you and yeah, ask for His forgiveness. Yeah, you can't renew what you didn't have. So yeah, something I want to put out every week here is, listener, if if you don't know what it means to be a child of God, there's no point in trying to institute. Uh, God's will and direction in your life without starting at the starting line. And that all starts when you step out, accept what he did on the cross, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, confess that you are a sinner, that confess him as Lord. And in that moment, when you do those things, as uh, Romans, I believe it's 10, 9, and 10 sedates, when you do those things, the Bible says you'll be saved or thou shalt be saved. So believe in the heart and confess it. Make it known. Um, but Brother Kenny, there's a verse here. I want to. I believe it's the last one I have. Along the idea of renewing, what what verse was that? Well, you have Ephesians 4:23 and be renewed in your spirit, in the spirit of your mind. And then, of course, uh, 2 Corinthians 4:16 says, "For which cause we faint not, mm. but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed." day by day mm. and so mm. how important it is to get up you know you read that verse a while ago about be not conformed to this world but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind and that 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 word transformed there is the word where we get a word from metamorphosis which is the idea of a caterpillar spinning a web and then one day evolving out into a beautiful butterfly mm. And it doesn't look very savory and very pretty, very attractive when he's in that cocoon stage. Uh, And that's the way your vision is right now. You're in a cocoon stage. Yeah. And if you'll renew your mind, renew it today, renew your inward man today, I believe there's a butterfly waiting to come out. Yeah. And I believe that your vision's going to be brought to fruition, and I believe that's what he's talking about. But he says, all right, man, it does perish. But we got to renew that inward man day by day. you got to get up every day and say, Lord, I want to rehearse in your ears today the things that you've already spoke to me about 
regarding my vision. Mm. And that's what this topic's been about. It's been about our vision and how to pick it back up in 2022 and move forward. Forgetting those things which are behind. You can't change yesterday. Yeah. But you can do something about tomorrow. I like, the, I like the windshield analogy. I'm going to use that in one of my sermons. <laughs> God wants us to do more looking in the big glass than in the little ones. Amen. Amen. And when you set your mind to do something for yourself, you do it. So now set your mind to do something that God will want you to do and do it. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Where things, I mean, things down here perish. They come to naught. If, if all you're focusing on is down here, you're going to wake up at the end of your life and look back and see a lot of things that will just fade away. But when our vision is set on Christ's vision, when our vision is set to, to the tune of heaven, we can know and understand and see a bigger dream come to pass, a dream that can't come in our own power, a dream that can only come, a vision that can only proceed because it was God-given. And so, so as we kind of wrap this up, I'm hoping that we each can, can leave here understanding and knowing that we need to have vision. Proverbs 29, 18, where no vision is, the people perish. We need vision. We need to set a course or grab on to God's courses. And those, that brings us to kind of the second point we talked about. Our vision needs to be aligned with God's vision. Otherwise, it'll come to naught. We can have dreams and aspirations all day long, but if God is not in it, there is literally, as a child of God, no point in walking out in it. Sometimes God will allow us. There's a permissive will to him. Sometimes God will allow us to go off on some rabbit trail for a while and learn some things and come back, and he'll still work through our problems and our mistakes and our mishaps. But God has a desired will for us, and we see that. We, we see that Jeremiah 29.11 spoke very clearly that he has thoughts for us, an expected end and a desire for us. And, and then thirdly, the third thing that we see is true fulfillment comes when we see the fruit of our God-given visions come to pass. Everyone loves seeing prayers being answered. Everyone loves seeing that come to pass. And Brother Kenny Marr gave one of the many examples in his life where God directed, God moved, and God started opening those doors. Maybe not in the exact timing that you wanted. Maybe not as quickly as you desired. And we see some. We're sitting in a vision right now, in the middle of it. And maybe we'll come back next year and talk a little bit about how sure, God sure. came through and completed this vision here. Sure. But. Uh, and Isaac, he probably has many visions that he's seen come to pass and things that God has allowed him to go through that maybe he wouldn't choose for himself. But when he trusted in God's plan in that moment, he saw fruit and that inspires, that motivates, and that instills within us trust in God, I believe, in many cases. And so with that in mind, let me challenge you. Today's bold challenge or today's thing that I'd like you to take home and to chew on and think about is what are you doing with the vision God has given you? And that may not just be one thing. There may be a lot, that may be a loaded question. God may have many different things that he'd have you do right now, or maybe you don't know what kind of goals and aspirations he would set out for you. As my dad would put it, and it probably wasn't original to him, but he said, what on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? There's a literal usage of those words asking us and challenging us to understand that this life is not about the here and now. We are living for more than just what we see, what we feel, what we taste, what we hear. We are living for heaven. We are living for eternity and Christ's vision working itself out in us. So what are you doing with that vision? And if you don't know what that vision is, seek, knock. I believe the door will be opened. If you seek and and search out, what that vision, what those dreams might be. And if you know where you're supposed to be and you know that you're where you're supposed to be right now and you're feeling a little discouraged, get back up, stay up, trust 
the master because even though there's a storm that we are going through right now, the master of the storm is in our boat. And we can trust that his plan and his way is going to be the best way. I want to thank uh, my guests here today, Brother Kenny Marr. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I appreciate you coming through. Maybe you'll come through sometime in the sure, future. And uh, Isaac, we'll probably see you back again next week. <laughs> this is episode one of season two as we've started a new season and a new year. If you haven't already, maybe take the podcast and share it with a friend to, to subscribe, to, sh- to leave a review below. We're, we always have questionnaires that we, we put out whenever we do a podcast. So just engage, and not just with us, engage with the will of God because it is an amazing place to be when you're walking in right where he would have you be every single day. So I'm Josh Schneider signing out. This is Isaac Danford signing out. Remember, stay blessed, stay humbled, have God vibes, and be Be a a bold believer. believer. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Be sure to give us a rating and follow us for more Christ-centered content as we learn and grow together wherever you get your podcasts. Now, go out and be a bold believer.